Section thirteen of Cleek of Scotland Yard by Thomas W. Hanshew. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter ten. Yes, a very, very clever scheme indeed, Miss Renfrew, agreed Cleek. Laid with great cunning and carried out with extreme carefulness, as witness the man's coming here and getting appointed constable and biding his time and the woman serving as cook for six months to get the entree to the house and to be ready to assist when the time of action came round i don't think i had the least inkling of the truth until i entered this house and saw that woman she had done her best to pad herself to an unwieldy size and to blanch portions of her hair but she couldn't quite make her face appear old without betraying the fact that it was painted and hers is one of those peculiarly pretty faces that one never forgets when one has ever seen it i knew her the instant i entered the house and remembering the chanticleer dress with its foul-foot boots i guessed at once what those marks would prove to be when i came to investigate them she must have stamped on the ground with all her might to sink the marks in so deeply but she meant to make sure of the claws and the exaggerated scales on the toes leaving their imprint i was certain that we should find that dress and those boots among her effects and mr narkom did what i wrote on that pretended telegram was for him to slip away into the house proper and search every trunk and cupboard for them pardon no i don't think they really had any idea of incriminating sir ralph droger that thought came into the fellow's mind when you stepped out and caught him stealing away after the murder had been committed no doubt he like you had seen sir ralph practising for the sports and he simply made capital of it the main idea was to kill his father and to destroy the will and of course when it became apparent that the old gentleman had died intestate even a discarded son must inherit where he made his blunder however was in his haste to practise his ventriloquial accomplishment to prevent your going into the round-house and discovering that his father was already dead he ought to have waited until you had spoken so that it would appear natural for the old man to know without turning who it was that had opened the door that is what put me on the track of him until that moment i hadn't the slightest suspicion where he was nor under what guise he was hiding of course i had a vague suspicion even before i came and saw her that the cook was in it her readiness in inventing a fictitious gipsy with a bear's muzzle coupled with what nippers had told me of the animal marks she had pointed out looked a bit fishy but until i actually met her nothing really tangible began to take shape in my thoughts that's all i think and now good night and good luck to you miss renfrew the riddle is solved and mr narkom and i must be getting back to the wilderness and to our ground-floor beds in the hotel of the beautiful stars here as if some spirit of nervous unrest had suddenly beset him he turned round on his heel motioned the superintendent to follow and brushing by the awed and staring mr ephraim nippers whisked open the door and passed briskly out into the hush and darkness of the night
the footpath which led through the grounds to the gate and thence to the long lonely way back to dollops and the caravan lay before him he swung into it with a curious sort of energy and forged away from the house at such speed that narkom's short fat legs were hard put to it to catch up with him before he came to the path's end my dear chap are you going to training for a match with that sir ralph what's his name of whom miss renfrew spoke he wheezed when he finally overtook him you long lean beggars are the very old boy for covering the ground but wait until you get to be my age by james perhaps i shan't perhaps they won't let me threw back cleek in a voice curiously blurred as if he spoke with his teeth hard shut donkeys do die you know that little bit of tommy rot about the absence of their dead bodies to the contrary meaning what old chap that i've been as big an ass as any of the thistle-eating kind that ever walked gad such an indiscretion such an example of pure brainlessness and the worst of it is that it's all due to my own wretched vanity my own miserable weakness for the theatrical and the spectacular it came to me suddenly while i was standing there explaining things to miss renfrew and i could have kicked myself for my folly folly what folly what folly what good heavens man use your wits isn't it enough for me to be a blockhead without you entering the list along with me said cleek irritably oh no forgive that dear friend my nerves were speaking not my heart but in moments like this when we had built a safe bridge and my own stupidity has hacked it down i tell you i could kick myself didn't you hear didn't you see i saw that for some special reason you were suddenly obsessed with a desire to get out of the house in the midst of your talking with miss renfrew if that's what you refer to is it not altogether it's part of it however but not the worst part unfortunately it was at that moment then the recollection of my indiscretion came to me and i realized what a dolt i had been how completely i had destroyed our splendid security wrecked what little still remains of this glorious holiday when i couldn't let george headland have the centre of the stage but needs must come in like the hero of a melodrama and announce myself as cleek to nosworth and his wife to nippers to all that gaping crowd you remember that incident surely yes of course i do but what of it what of it man alive with a chap like that nippers how long do you suppose it will remain a secret that cleek is in yorkshire in the west riding of it in this particular locality travelling about with mr maverick narkom in a caravan a caravan that can't cover five miles of country in the time a train or a motor-car is able to get over fifty good lad i never thought of that but wait a bit there's a way to overcome that difficulty of course stop here a minute or two and i'll run back and pledge that nippers fool to keep his mouth shut about it he'll give me his promise i know to be sure he will 
but how long do you suppose he will keep it how long do you suppose that an empty-headed gabbling old fool like that fellow will refrain from increasing his own importance in the neighbourhood by swaggering about and boasting of his intimacy with the powers at scotland yard and the rest of it and even if he shouldn't what about the others the gathering of rustics that heard what he had the gamekeepers from the droger estate the nosworths as well as they can their mouths too be shut they will not love me for this night's business be sure then too they have lived in paris the woman is french by birth of montmartre of the apache class the apache kind and she will know of the cracksman be assured so will her husband and they won't take their medicine lying down believe me an accused man has the right to communicate with counsel remember and a wire up to london will cost less than a shilling so as between margot's crew and our friend count valdemar la la there you are mr narkom screwed up his face and said something under his breath he could not but follow this line of reasoning when the thing was put before him so plainly and we had been so free from all worry over the beggars up to this he said savagely but to get a hint to pick up the scent out here in a wild bit of country like this cinnamon it makes me sweat what do you propose to do the only thing that's left us to do gave back cleek get out of it as quickly as possible and draw a red herring over the scent in other words put back to dollops abandon the caravan make our way to some place where it is possible to telephone for the chap we hired it from to send out and get it then to make tracks for home yes but why bother about telephoning old chap why can't we drop in ourselves and tell the man when we get back to sheffield on our way to london because we're not going back to sheffield my friend not going in for anything so silly as twice travelling over the same ground if it's all the same to you replied cleek as he swung off from the highway on to the dark still moor and struck out for the place where they had left dollops and the caravan at best we can't be more than thirty miles from the boundary line of cumberland a night's walking will cover that there we can rest a while at some little out-of-the-way hostelry then take a train over the scottish border and make for dumfries from that point on the game is easy there are six trains a day leaving for st pancras and eight for euston we can choose which we like and a seven hours ride will land us in london without having once doubled on our tracks or crossed the route by which we came out of it by james what a ripping idea said mr narkom approvingly come along then old chap let's get back to the boy and be about it as soon as possible then he threw open his coat and waistcoat to get the full benefit of the air before facing the ordeal and falling into step with cleek struck out over the moor at so brisk a dog-trot that his short fat legs seemed fairly to twinkle end of section thirteen